Great chiropractors and physical therapists are under constant pressure of declining insurance reimbursements and long hours. But did you know there's a way to double your profit without working more? By building a gym onto your practice, you can earn more income, stabilize your business, and be a hero to your family, patients, and team. It's a big undertaking with a huge reward. Dr. Josh Satterley has done it, changed his life, and now wants to help you do the same. Welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I am your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, and I am honored today to be here with Jared Morris from Graffley. How are you, Jared? I'm doing great. Glad to be here, Josh. Fantastic. Now, a lot of, I know a lot of my listeners are going, what the heck is Graffley? Uh, who the heck is Jared? And we'll all explain that in due time, right? Yep. But uh, can you give everybody a little bit of background as to who you are? Just one minute of you know the Jared Morris story. Absolutely, yeah. So I've been uh, in the marketing automation space for, gosh, I guess it's going on 13 years now. It's crazy to think you've been in it that long, right? Yeah, yeah. It still feels like I'm still getting started, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, I have a lot of experience. Started a marketing agency with a friend and where we set up you know, systems and automation for people to help them scale their businesses and, and do better marketing. So right. that's kind of our- So for those of my listeners who are like new to this game and they're thinking, what is a marketing automation? This would be using a service Anywhere from like AWeber, MailChimp to you worked for Infusionsoft, mm-hmm. Active Campaign. Uh, what are some other ones? Entreport, things like that. Drip, ConvertKit. I mean, there are a lot of them out there, right? Right. And so anybody that's using those, yeah. that's what we're trying. That's kind of where your expertise lies, right? Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Now, Jared is the uh, with his partner Dustin. They're the ultimate dragon slayers, and here why <laughs> I say that. Because you guys are slaying the dragon of the guru, right? Yeah. You guys have started a company that essentially says, hey, let's use actual information from a business to tell you what actions to take at certain times or certain days or for certain reasons, rather than just going, well, this guy said to do this thing at this time on this day and I'll, you know, uh, and so you kind of give that to businesses, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, we joke and say 80% of the time stats are correct. Uh, you know, 100% of the time, you know, you get it. Right. You're but, the Ron Burgundy of, uh, yeah, of business information. You got it. No. So what I think what you're referring to is, you know, a lot of times people look for look to gurus to tell them, you know, here are the things you should do and here's why and here are the stats. And it's like, but are those the stats for your business, for your industry, for your niche, you know? Right. And we say no two businesses are created equal. Yeah. And you got to listen to what your business is telling you. It is there. There's data there that should, you know, be telling a story. Yeah. Are I'll, you listening? I'll tell you a perfect example. There's a gym. I live in Las Vegas, right? And there's a gym that for 15 years had a, a, a sold out spin class at 1 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Now, if I asked you which class on the schedule would be sold out, you would never guess 1 a.m., right? No. (laughs) But in our town, a lot of people work 2 to 10. That's the swing shift, right? So if you are an afternoon workout person, you get off, I'm sorry, they work 2 to midnight, they're driving home and they think, I got to go to the gym. So what time would you go to the gym? Well, you're kind of really pulling out of work at, yeah, 12, 15. You get over to the gym, change, 1 a.m. spin class. And, yeah. But that is very specific. I don't think they're doing that in Ogden, Utah, no. like where you live, right? I, I just I haven't seen it. Every everywhere closes at about nine o'clock in Ogden, right. Utah. Yeah. So yeah, they're not w- opening yeah. the doors saying, "Hey, we're starting this class at one a.m." So no. yeah, and, and I know from my perspective as like a, essentially a consultant, I know when my emails would be opened by my customers who are are chiropractors serving their clients, but the emails that the chiropractors will send out would be open say at different times because. It's not chiropractors opening those emails. It's patients who are with their kids or at their jobs or getting off work and whatnot. 
So all those stats will be different depending on the specific business. Yeah, you got it. And, and even within the business, I'm sure you've got chiropractic clinics that service, you know, more like athletic, you right. know, people who maybe serve, it's an older crowd. And right. so those people are all checking their emails at different times. And, and you, can't, uh, you can't just take what works for one business and apply it to your own. And sometimes yeah. you'll when fall When I had the gym, we had uh, golfers who are used to being up at 4.30 a.m. because tee-offs are at 7 a.m. on the tour. Yeah. And then we had a couple... Uh, uh, NBA stars, and uh, they're not real hip at up, uh, waking up before 10 and getting to the gym before noon. So it's uh, <laughs> two disparate kind of timings exactly. there, you know? Yep. Yeah, well, I love this. Uh, gra- essentially, everybody should go online and look at what Graphly does because there's no way to explain it over an audio podcast about how amazing this reporting structure is, but basically it allows a business owner who's using the right softwares to build a... Um, like essentially a really good dashboard for their business, right? Yeah, yeah. you know, when you get in a car, what do you look at? You look at the dashboard, right? You yeah. want to know how fast you're going, if there are any fluids that are I look in the rearview mirror and tell my kids to keep it Bu- down and buckle up, you know? <laughs> buckle but up, but yeah. then, then I do look at the speed, speedometer and whatnot. Yeah, you know, but you would never, uh, you'd never put on a blindfold and just punch the gas and hope for the best. But yet, that's what a lot of entrepreneurs do with their businesses. Well, that's like 99% of small business, right? You know, it's just just like, let's go as fast as we can. And pray for rain, baby. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, you know, so there is a better way. And it doesn't take someone who's super tech savvy or they don't have to love numbers even. They don't, you know, I am far from an accountant, but I do like money and that is important. And, uh, and so really what we do, it's an old adage, but a picture's worth a thousand words. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to be in, in the middle of spreadsheet hell. Like, that's no fun. That's not why any of us started our businesses, right? Yeah. We, didn't, we don't want to spend our days in Excel. What we want to do is we want to we serve our customers. We want to solve problems. And we you know, want to make money while we're doing it. And so we take all that work that's usually pretty laborious and we make it easy. We just put it in front of you in pictures that are easy to understand help cue you into, hey, there's a problem over here or there's a real opportunity over here and help you hopefully move some levers that move you in the right direction. So Yeah, I, I think too, uh, you know, we're talking about the, the owner being in spreadsheet hell, but if you're in a staff meeting and you're trying to show, say, 10 members, you know, where things are trending and whatnot, you don't want to be pointing to columns and rows on a spreadsheet. You oh, just yeah. can't send yeah, a just, message to go, hey, we got to unify behind this and get all 10 of you yeah. working towards the right area, right? Yeah. If I can get everyone's attention on cell C25, you'll right. see that this is the sum of the, yeah, right. no, it's just not going to work. Especially on the left side of whatever it was, you know, now has disappeared and you're just looking at a number. Yeah. And you guys make it, like in a split second, I can look at where we are. Yeah. Just like, uh, I really like your stat that looks like a, it looks like a speedometer. And says, hey, on yep. the right side at the speedometer, here's our goal. Yep. And we're 15 days into the month, and uh, we're halfway into the month, and we're not halfway to the goal. Or we're over the goal. Great, yeah. you know? Yep. And have a little excitement. So, uh, so everybody take a look at Graphly. Is Graphly.io, is that? Yeah, you got it. That's the website, Graphly.io. Okay, now let's get to the good stuff. So, okay. what does this really mean for business owners? So, could you share a story maybe of a business that was like, oh my God, once I visualized this, once I could see it, it totally changed our perspective of what to sure. do. Sure, yeah. So uh, we worked with a supplement company that um, you know, was selling some health supplements. And they were in a very, I mean, that's a very competitive market. you know. Yeah. And uh, they were spending a, a lot of money on ads, but they were doing so pretty fearfully. Uh, they, they felt like they'd like to spend more to acquire more customers, but they didn't know, is that, was that going to make them go into the red? Now, you know, Just so I can you, put perspective for this. So my clients are mostly chiropractors and service businesses, but supplement sure. sales online is a spend, if you could spend $90 
and bring in 100, you would be the best supplement company of all time, right? right. Yeah. I mean, the margins are incredibly small yeah. and the ad spends have to be huge. You can't do it spending five bucks a day, right? You got it, you okay. got it. And, and the big thing is, if you follow that space at all, maybe if you, if you purchase supplements, supplement companies go, come and go because of that. It's, a, it's right. a tough market, right? Yeah. And so they were acting, I don't want to say acting fearful, but fear was really driving a lot of their decisions. Yeah, like maybe we don't want to spend that much. If they underspend, then competition stops out. If they overspend, yeah. you know. Can you give us an idea of like, what was their monthly ad spend? hundred grand? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. They so, were right in that so range. So you're moving you know? some money, right? Exactly. And so uh, what, they, what they didn't fully understand was their lifetime value. Okay. And so, you know, they knew what the upfront transaction was. And so you can compare your ad spend to that same month's orders of, of first time orders. But really what that customer is worth to you is, are they on auto, you know, are they on auto bill where they're going to get yeah. that supplement mail to them every month? Because that first sale on that business is usually a wash, right? Exactly. Basically paid for the ad to bring the person in. And, and sometimes worse. Sometimes, like, what they didn't know exactly is when they would be positive. And, you know, there are okay. a lot of little figures. But when they started to look at, okay, here's our lifetime value. Let's say it's $1,000. Well, we can actually spend up to $700 to get the customer. Oh, interesting. You know? Okay. And, and how, how long are you going to have to wait? Is it three months, four months before we break even, essentially? Yeah. And so, how many times will I have to go ask my father-in-law yeah. for another check? Exactly. Oh, we can get it. I can tell you it's only yeah. going to be three months. <laughs> and what they discovered was that their lifetime value was more than double what they thought it was. Wow. And so they felt like the competition was beating them out, showing up higher in like yeah. ad placements. Well, they were because they were willing to spend more. The moment they realized, holy cow, we're actually... The lifetime value of a customer is double what we thought it was. Um, we can spend more to go get those customers. Yeah. You know, obviously we all want to get customers for as cheap as possible, but okay. we also want to take up as much as the market as we can. And, uh, and they were able to just boost their ad spend with confidence instead of being fearful. Because that's the problem is like when we don't know things, it can cause a bit of fear. Uh-huh. But, you know, having... Yeah, because if I them, said, hey, would you be willing to spend $500 to get a customer? Most businesses would be like... Uh, I don't know, but probably not. Yeah. But if the th if uh, if every customer is worth a thousand dollars, I can spend seven hundred, like you're saying. I can say no. I, I don't yeah. want to spend five hundred. I actually spend six or seven hundred dollars to get that same client because I know. Yeah. I'm gonna get the money back. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a huge game changer for those companies, right? Yep, it is. Okay. How about on uh, response? So like you know people sending out emails and offers, things like that. Uh, what did you guys learn there, timeline wise, or? Yeah, so you know, for the longest time, I've heard numerous, numerous quote unquote gurus quote yeah, Tuesdays and you, Thursdays this is where at you 10 a.m. You right? know, hey, exactly. Oh, yeah, okay. And we're saying, wow, that's crazy that everyone in the world happens to be available at Tuesdays, available sure. on Tuesdays and Thursdays yeah, at 10 a.m. Yeah, mother you know? who just dropped her kids yeah. off and is sitting on her phone in front of the Starbucks is exactly the same as the accountant who has clients in the office yeah. at 9 a.m., right? We all, we all take a break at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays Absolutely, to check our email. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. So we said, uh, I wonder if that's really the case. And so, you know, being the tech guys that we are, we're like, okay, well, we know the, the data behind when things are opened and when they're clicked, and we can do it on a client-by-client -client basis, and we'll just take that and output a heat map. And a heat map is essentially, it looks like a, kind of like a checkerboard. Yeah. And the, the times, the days and times where, you know, there's the most engagement, people opening and clicking, uh -huh. they're lit up the brightest. And what a heat we found, map is what a graphic designer refers to a spreadsheet as, right? Yeah, kind of, <laughs> yeah. Boxes and rows, it's but, boxes and rows. It's boxes and rows. Yeah, seriously, it's And then the, the color, the shading of each box right. represents, you know, so a dark, the activity that's going on. Let's say you had a purple. Dark purple means 
that's when everybody's, that's, that's when these people are really responding. Yeah, and then maybe on another day in time, it's kind of like a lavender, you know? It's like, yeah. okay, we're getting some engagement, and then maybe some cells are totally right. white. So again, going back to my example of Vegas, I guarantee everybody on this, if I send out to people working casinos and hotels, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, at from, I'm gonna say noon to, or uh, about 2 a.m. or 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., there's gonna be no emails open because that yeah. is when everybody's landing in Vegas, they're checking in hotels, and everybody who's working there is, is super busy. Yeah. Now at midnight, you might see a jump in my town, very rare, but at midnight you might see a jump because I'm getting off work, I'm sitting in my car, pull up my app, you know, I can open my phone, my uh, emails on my phone, and it might turn out that for my market going for uh, people who work in the hotel and casino industry, 12.15 may be the perfect time to send emails, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy, but you won't know that until you actually pull that data. Exactly, and you know, it's funny, that actually reminds me growing up, it seemed like uh, Friday nights, Friday evenings, Saturday, about five or six, you'd see a big influx in the gym, you know, the younger crowd basically yeah. getting pumped, getting swole before that date, and then they'd head directly across the street to get their cars washed. You know, there's just a time and a place, and you know, it's not really about, what you wanna do is you wanna get in front of your audience at the time that's best for them. Right. You know, and that's what really what it's all about. Yeah, and so what it allows you to do is send emails that actually get opened. Yep. Uh, it allows us to find out, uh, you know, who's actually responding, right? And mm -hmm. what do they respond to and at what time? And then actually look at our numbers for our business because, uh, you know, I was telling somebody, one of our clients, you know, a lot of chiropractors do like a, pre-participation physical, right? If you're going into high school sports, your chiropractor can do, not every state, but most states, they can do an exam and say, hey, you're cleared hot for sports. Now, there are some guys that go, I charge for this, it's a lot of time. And then there are some that go, hey, I'm just gonna do it for 20 bucks. And in fact, I'll donate that 20 bucks. If you come in with your baseball team, I'll do all 15 of you or 20 of you. That's 20 bucks a piece, 20 guys, $400. We'll give it back to the team because they have no money, right? Okay. okay. And you might think, hey, that's a total loss leader, right? I had a friend who tracked it from a spreadsheet, didn't have Graphly, tracked it from a spreadsheet, and he said, for every one of these I do, I make, I think it was $478 over the time that they're in high school, yeah. right? So yeah. 500 bucks for every person that walks in and you give, so would you give away a $20 exam if you knew it was worth $478? That sounds like I'm in Vegas, but with like really guaranteed odds, you <laughs> right. know? Should I? Like, yes. yes. Can I'm I keep bet pulling on that lever all day and long, red right? at the same time and then spin the wheel, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's crazy, right? And yet his competitors, they didn't know that data, so they weren't willing to, they felt like it was more of a right. gamble to them instead right. of an investment. And they investment. were saying, oh, I got this whole Saturday full of these things, and Absolutely. my friend's going, this is the best marketing day of my life. Like, yeah. if I do that, yep. and every one of them is worth $478, yeah. hey man, I'm gonna open up Saturday and Sunday, every, you know, for uh, three times a year or something, because it's totally worth it. Absolutely, you know? so, yeah, so that's really interesting, because his competitors were guessing, so they felt like they were gambling. Yeah. He was able, to, he sat down, measured, saw the return, well, and he said, hey, I'll invest in that all day long if that's what the return yeah. looks like. Hell, I'll give them t-shirts when they come in, you yeah. know? And, yeah, what else, yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's free uh, Chick-fil-A, so. <laughs> uh, so, you have any good stories about um, maybe businesses that, when they started seeing their numbers, realized that maybe, the product they thought they were making money off of or the service they thought they were making money off of was different than, again, their assumptions or what the guru said they should do. You know what I mean? Like there's always that, oh, this is where you're gonna do this. And it's like, yeah, in your business. Yeah, um, you know, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Jared's making the, the, uh, the dusting off the old files face, you know, like. <laughs> 
which is fine. But um, how well, about how about in your own business? When did you see a number that you were like, "Oh man, this is do- totally different than what we thought." Well, yeah, and we've chatted about this before, but uh, you know, we even being data guys, we had got a lot of stuff honed in on like our automated funnels and we yeah, were yeah. measuring different things, you know, but we have, we have self sales staff who also call and talk with customers okay, and demo software and their job is to show the value and how it's going to help them grow. And, right. um, we had one and particular, that is the sole way you truly get customers, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, we have people who sign up cause we have a free, a free trial. Yep. So people, if, if they're fairly, you know, somewhat even tech savvy, they can get in, they can build it out, and on their own, they might say, yeah, this is this is awesome, an upgrade. But we try to get voice-to-voice contact with okay. everyone. And so I had a salesperson who um, was newer. I was training him, but he seemed to be picking things up pretty well. How many hours um, a week was this person working? It was a full-time. Was okay, a so he's in the office all day yeah, long. Yeah, like salary plus okay. commission kind of thing, you know? Okay. So he's working... F- 40, we, well, 37 and a half yeah. hours a week. We bug right. out on Fridays at 2.30, so. Okay, um, I thought that was we for the IRS, a, but that's actually for your no, own sanity, that, that's huh? our that's our core value, work hard, play hard. We want to give people a little extra start on the weekend. All right, so. cool. But, th- you know, this guy was was struggling. His sales numbers were low, and I said, you know, I maybe it's a demo challenge. Maybe it's, okay. you know, he, he doesn't know how to bring up concerns and how to help them overcome concerns. So I said, hey, let me listen into a couple of your calls and, and give you feedback. He said, great. So he told me when he had some scheduled appointments, I listened. So you're assuming, let me pause real quick, you're assuming yeah. that the process mm-hmm. when he got on the phone was the problem. Yeah, it was either the presentation or okay. asking discovery questions. There was something yeah. about the process, you know. Um, and. You know, he actually did all right. I, I made note of a few things that, hey, we could tweak this here. We could make this better. Now, where are the but, sales? Sorry, but, where are the sales for the company at this point? So, um, yeah, for the company, we're, or for him, you mean like uh, the sure. sales he was bringing in, yeah. they were really um, about like, he was hitting like 15% of quota. 15, 1.5% of his quota. Of his quota. Okay. You got it. So right that's on. a problem, right? So yeah. that's why I'm like, let me jump in. Well, and I don't know. If you like paying people that don't produce, it's not a problem. But it, Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was getting frustrating. So I'm like, I got to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. And so um, after I listened to his calls, I said, you know, okay, here are the things we can improve. But I was like, that does not explain 15%. So what did right. I do? I said, all right, I got to dig into the data. We at the time, at the time anyway, we didn't have reporting on outbound dialing efforts, uh-huh. you know, and how, how you know. We had told them we expect 50 calls a day to be placed. We have a dialer that makes it very easy to F- do that. 50, five zero five calls zero a day, which a would day. be 350, a, no, I'm sorry, uh, 250 a week. 250 a week. Okay. You know, and maybe 200. Yeah, maybe 1,000 calls for the month, right? Okay. Again, maybe, maybe for some people listening, they're like, holy cow, that's a lot of phone calls. But again, this dialer makes it super easy. The moment you hang up, it leaves the voicemail for you, starts the yeah, next yeah. call. Like, I have a friend in the mortgage business, that they're expected to make 1,500 calls a week. Okay. I'm sorry, maybe that's a month, but 1,500 is like they're, yeah. that's normal. So it's yeah. a little bit more than what we were doing even. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's nothing crazy. It's, it's very, very doable, you know? Okay. Um, at a previous sales job, we had to do, I think it was 80 calls a day. So okay. I kind of used that as my gauge and said, I'm going to take it easy because that yeah. was an intense environment. Okay. And uh, long story short, I started looking through the data that I did have access to. It took me a while to pull it together. And that rep, it was the end of the month. So you should be getting upwards of like 800, 900 calls. He had made 17 calls. So for those of you who one are seven. driving, not, yeah. not se- <laughs> one seven. For those of you who are driving, 
I hope you didn't just pull off into the ditch and scream into your uh, windshield, but I'm sure I'm sure you had that experience, right, Jared? Like, I did. I, it was a very sick feeling in the pit of my stomach. I yeah, had so, an employee who was coming in and staring at his screen. 17 calls all, all month over long. basically 20 days of work. So that's yeah. not even one a day. Yeah. I mean, most months you work more than 17 days. This guy wasn't even making one a day. And how much money had you paid out just out of curiosity to him? What oh, was the cost gosh, of the that's company? embarrassing. So uh, his time with us, I don't know, it was probably well over $20,000, $25,000, and I got very little out of it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And so for being a data guy, you know, I felt sick to my stomach because, you know, that's, that's opportunity lost. And, right. And, uh, but you could sleep well knowing that when you, I hope, canned his ass as fast <laughs> as possible, that it was based on data and not uh -huh. based on your opinion of him or his yeah. beliefs or who he voted for for president. And he thinks, no, it's just, hey, dude, yeah. I have a report based on the data that we use at our company and it, you're just not performing. Yeah. You know, I mean, if Tom Brady it starts for the Patriots and throws 17 yards instead of, a, you know, a couple hundred in a game, Bill Belichick might be in love with Tom Brady, but yep. he's benching his ass. Yeah. Period. Right. Yeah. Well, you're going to shake, shake your head at me, Josh, but I pulled the employee in and I said, hey, I, I need to show you something. We need to have a chat. And uh, I went in, not completely, I said, you know, I'm not going to make a decision. I'm going to ask him <laughs> what's going on and I'm going to, you know, find out. I, I knew that the outcome was either going to be in the moment I would decide to let him go or I'd give him a second chance. Okay. And as we talked through stuff, you know, he had newly engaged, he was getting married, he had a lot going on on his mind. And, and, uh, and at, the end of the, at the end of the meeting, I decided, you know, I'm going to give this guy a second chance. Okay. I felt like, I felt like <laughs> I, I You needed, wanted to donate to, to UNICEF <laughs> and you needed money to get rid of. I, I, uh, I felt the sense of ownership. The fact that I let it go on for six, seven, eight months. Okay. And then I didn't know that. That was on me. Okay. And, um, and you had and, data to support your yeah. feeling of being a, not a leader, right? Yeah. So I, so I said, okay, I'm going to give you a second chance. All right. And, and I think he was shocked. You know, I would be. <laughs> <laughs> he was shocked. I said, I'm going to give you a second chance, but you know what the expectation is. And now yeah. you know, I know where to get the data. There's and a I'm, scoreboard, right? Yeah, like, hey, I'm, it's not my yeah. opinion. It's just yeah. score points. That's so, all you got to do. So at the end of the day, these are the numbers I need you to be hitting. And if you're not hitting it, I need to bring someone on who can. Okay. Because it wasn't even, these aren't even results numbers. That's a different set of numbers. Because yeah. he could be making all the calls and maybe his demos are awful and he can't convert. He's not a sales guy, right? Yeah. But if he's closing 100% even, of 17, if, that's not actually that bad. Right. But you're not even making the effort is okay. what I told him. Yeah. I need you to at least make the effort and I can work with someone who's willing to put in the time. But if you don't care about your job more than I do, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you don't care about your results and your performance right. more than I do, there's nothing I can do for you. So he was like, okay, man, I'll change my ways. And, and uh, long, long, long story short, you know, I gave it about another month. Not, you know, he improved a little bit, but it he was... He broke the 20 mark of calls? He broke the 20 <laughs> mark. He probably put in like 80 or 90 calls, you know, that okay. following one. So but nowhere near the, the thousand. So we're still talking about one-tenth of what's being asked yeah. of you, you know? And I just said, look, I, your head's not in it. I like you. I, I, I felt like you were a culture fit. But at the end <laughs> of the day, like, the metrics don't lie. Yeah. And, and you're not doing the work we need you Dude, to do. Yeah. So and I think, I hope everybody listening is realizing when you have data, let's say that that person, and he wasn't, but let's just say that was your brother-in-law, your, your wife's yeah. brother, and you 
you go home to your wife and you say, babe, look at, look at this number. Like yeah. we expect a thousand calls and he made on his best month, yeah. 90, yeah. let's just say. What should I do with your brother? Now, when you present fact, even your wife would say, I'm gonna call him and can him right now. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, you got it. Yeah, but it's not, Jared, why are you so hard on my brother? Because in small business world, like everybody says not to, but we hire our friends. We hire our relatives. We hire people that we like or we think they're a culture fit because you don't have time to become the world's greatest hiring expert when you're becoming the world's greatest service provider, accountant, marketer, operator, yeah. uh, evening cleaning person, like all those things. Yeah, so recruiting specialist is probably one of the last hats you, right. and, you know. And, that and you, onboarding, by the way, like yeah. you think, hey, I, I gave you two whole days of training like everybody else here. And actually that's twice what our early employees had, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then you gotta go, hey, did I make the right decision? Because had he gone from 17 to 300. I, that would have been a market improvement. That's only 30% of goal. Yeah, but I would have said, wow, it's like yeah. 10 times, 100 times what you right, used to do, right? right? And yeah. I, as long as I saw improvement, my plan was to keep him and, and coach him and help him be successful. That wasn't the case. The story gets a little bit better. Um, it was probably maybe just a week or two later, I got contacted by uh, the unemployment. Yes, you know? yes. <laughs> and they said, hey, you know, because this was a case of uh, workforce reduction, basically, if you check the box that they had to reduce their workforce because there's not enough business yeah. to keep you employed, it's automatic that you start getting checks. Okay. There are a couple other options, but if you check that box, it's automatic. Okay. And she said, I just want to confirm that's the case. I said, no, that's not the case. He was let go for non-performance. Yeah. And I said, and I've got the numbers. And I was actually able to send them dun, dun, dun. some stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, it took, you know, another couple weeks of them going back and forth with him. I said, hey, here's, here's the scenario. Here's the expectation. Here's what he did. And uh, I even, instead of letting him go at that point, I gave him another chance. Here's what he did. A, a slight, slight improvement, but it was nowhere near what was being asked. And uh, they, the uh, unemployment, state unemployment ended up siding with me and told me, yeah, we won't be paying out to him because... And that's code for it. You won't be paying out to us either, right? Like, exactly. Oh, yeah. So that's the thing with unemployment. Yeah. I mean, my rates would have gone up. I would have been yeah. funding... And you're a small business owner. That oh, stuff is hard to absorb. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, I know that's... Well, let me, let me ask you this, because yeah. it, it kind of makes me think of small business owners. You know, every... If you open up Scaling Up, Vern Harnish, right? You open up... Uh, What's Michael Gerber's book? E-Myth. E-Myth. Uh, and, and about, I can probably name 50 other business books where they say, put up a scoreboard. Basically, in, in whatever they want to call it, put up that which gets measured, improves, put up metrics, you know, score everybody every day. It doesn't matter what it is, but they're like, hey, put a number. Have you ever had any client feedback where they said, hey, we put up numbers for our crew of five, of 10, of 20, and we saw things improve? Because human beings essentially like a score, right? Like, if you made... Let's say you made a hundred grand last year. That's great, but inherently you go, "What do I got to do to beat that next year?" Right yeah. now, if you're someone else, you made a million dollars last year. You don't go, "Well, a million is cool." Like that's a lot. Of, no, no, you go, yeah. "What do I got to do to beat that number?" Right. And if I say, "Hey, we got a crew of three. It's Dustin, Josh, and Jason," and uh, and Dustin is leading the pack. Immediately, Josh and Jason go, what do I got to do to beat him, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you owned a gym as part of your chiropractic yeah. thing. I mean, I'm sure you guys probably put the scores of 
people working, maybe their heart rate or something like. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. yeah, there's that whole competitiveness. And um, I'll just quote, we have it on our website, but uh, the, the guy who said his name's Thomas S. Monson, and you kind of, I think you paraphrased it, but it's like where performance is measured, performance improves. Mm-hmm. Where performance is measured and reported, it, promo- it you know, performance improves dramatically. Right. Um, and, and we say if it's reported publicly, performance improves exponentially. Absolutely. And so you put it in front of everyone and it's it's awesome within organizations. So we really encourage our customers, those who can, those who, you know, sometimes we have remote teams, but yeah. for those who have brick and mortar, got people coming to the office every day to have a big screen display of these dashboards. Yeah, like I'm here at a conference with you, that's why it's so noisy in the background. And you guys have a, what, 50 inch flat screen. Yeah. That's, that's um, uh, reports, right? Yeah, and, and it's just dry, it's pulling people in like tractor beams. They're That's like, right. Yeah, we're like, what is what that? What is that? Yeah, and how I does that, that? How do I make that yellow thing go bigger? And it's like, well, yeah. you make fifty phone calls yeah. a day, or you know. And so, if you want to get your employees invested, they've they've got to know some of the. You know, maybe you don't want to show them all the numbers, and that's the cool thing. You can create a dashboard that's for the staff, um, but you want them to know enough about what's going on in the business for them to care and right. for them to actually help you move the and needle. And not to if be shocked by know, anything because yeah. every small business owner at some point, I mean, you're a small business owner and, and you can answer as you want, but how many of your friends or colleagues at some point have been like, it's really tight. Like I'm worried about making payroll. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. I th- think a lot of us have been there. Right. At least I would say over 90% of people at some point are like, hey, I need this check to come in in two days or less or, you know, and that conversation changes dramatically when your employees see, hey, here's what we got to make just to pay the bills, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then here's what I got to make for, for Jared to be sipping umbrella drinks in Hawaii <laughs> with his family, right? But here's what we got to make to pay the bills. Now, when you're not at that number and it's getting close to payday, it's no longer a, hey, by the way, Jared, I can't pay you this week. It's now rally, hey, you see who the true believers are and they go, hey, let's rally up and make some freaking phone calls, react, in our case, reactivate some patients, call those gym members, do all hands on deck to do whatever, and you'll see them step up in a big way because they want to make that goal. That, that, they want their team to win yeah. rather than the business owner sitting there laying in bed at 3 a.m., sweating and staring at the ceiling wondering how he's gonna do it, right? Yeah. I'll tell you how to do it. You get everybody in that room rallied behind the same goal, and amazing things happen, right? Exactly. I mean, it doesn't matter the size of business from launching the yep. the MacBook Pro to, you know, mom and pop sandwich yep. shop, it all works, right? Yeah, totally. And, you know, it's what you're saying is uh, something that we see over and over again when people get a dashboard or even if they're working in Excel, but if they start paying attention to the numbers, start tracking them, start mm-hmm. recording them, start looking at them at a, at a on, you know, kind of a recurring basis, something magical happens without changing much of their, too much of their process or systems or anything. Or what they sell or, or what, what they the price sell, point is. Yeah. The numbers just get better because there's there's a, an attentiveness to it and a focus yeah. on it. And once you know where your baseline is, it's a lot easier to improve. It's like the four minute mile. If I just told you, Josh, run your fastest mile you possibly can, that's different than me saying, hey, Josh, these three guys ran a 520, a 540, a six, and I want you to do your fastest. Suddenly you're like, it's different than just what you think would be your yeah. fastest, right? So if you get I that add those three up and then I run a mile, but yeah, I get I get your point. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, yeah, if it's not reported, because if you have a sales crew of in a gym, I mean they've got sales teams of one, two, or three, right? Mm-hmm. And if I say, hey, our number one sales guy was Jared, and he, uh, you know, last month he sold eighteen hundred bucks in memberships. I don't even need you to beat him. 
Like literally, if you just get close, this gym's doing awesome. Because if you get three guys who are above the 1500 mark or 1200 mark in the kind of gym we're talking about, you're top of the heap within three months. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. And if, if you're the kind of chiropractic practice or PTs, and, and you just have a little marker in there like, how many calls have we made to people? And we look at how many patients have, haven't been in for six months, and then how many have we called? When that number gets above, if I'm calling 75% of the people I haven't been in there in six months, I guarantee you every schedule is getting more full. Yeah. You're not going to be 100% successful, but just what are some you know, basic measures that we can, like you said, pull those levers and see what happens. Yep. It's, it's incredible, man. So what you're doing for small businesses is awesome. You know, well, thank you. Yeah, well, one thing I always wanted to, and, and by the way. You know what? We're, we're our biggest customer. Like, and you that's, are really? Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, no, but I get, you know. No, know. but you have a software as a service business. We use business our own software in our that business. That is not very expensive. So what's your been, lowest, lowest uh, yeah, price Yeah, so line? the lowest plan is 30 bucks a month. Okay, so I think, hey, 30 bucks a month, that's not a big deal, right? That's, right. Uh, well, you got a big family, so that's, that, that's <laughs> I, me I taking my kids my to Cafe Rio, right? Right, yeah, sure. Okay, boom, there's 30, and I'm thinking, there's no way there's a big deal. Yeah. But when that gets past that, I don't know how many customers it took to pay your your uh, rent or mortgage at your business, right? You're like, yeah. hey, that's kind of nice. I, mean, I saw this with memberships. It's like, oh, our average uh, revenue was like, uh, I think it was about $179 for large group, and then okay. uh, small group was bigger than that. And you think 179 blah, blah, blah. But I remember the moment it crossed the amount it cost us for our building, right? And it's it's like, magical. Ooh, because nice. you know you don't have to go out and hunt that yeah. just to get, you know, that portion right. of the bills paid. Right, and you paid. can make better decisions, you know? Yeah. Like, you're, you're not in scared mode because you see what the numbers are coming in. Yeah. So, I mean, so many accountants say, like, do a two-week cash flow, and what you guys have put together is you'll visually show what that two-week cash flow, like, here's what's expected over the next two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, little little bit of lightning round here. I just want to ask you some things. Can we figure this out? Okay. If I was a chiropractor and I had a gym, right? So, I have starting with the injury, moving towards a long-term gym. So I sold my, my place after about four years, and I had people that were there for all four years. But if somebody had responded to a Facebook ad three and a half years ago, and then they came in for that original injury, and then I moved them into the gym, and they had a membership for three years, plus it a couple times they went back through the clinic, could Graphly tell me what that customer is worth? Absolutely, yeah. So you can see the lifetime value, and that's a metric that we tell people to really focus on, not just what the first transaction is or the second transaction, but what they spend over a lifetime with you. Yeah. And that's uh, going back to the supplement company. I mean, that's... Yeah. Well, for me, like 200 bucks a month, let's just use that as easy math, times three years, it's 36, so that's, is that $7,200? Yeah. yeah. Okay, plus a few injuries in there. I'm getting close to 10 grand with that person. Should I send them a bir an actual birthday card that I hand sign? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, you have a certain confidence level of doing that because like you said, you, you ran that, that business yeah. for four years. Um, I'm thinking of the person who's in that exact same situation who's just a few months in. Yeah. How do they know their lifetime value? Sure. They haven't had the time that you've had, you know. Well, Graphly and, and other reporting tools out there, they, they're able to Screw predict those. Let's just the... talk about Graphly here. <laughs> sure. I guess. No, but Google Stop Sheets, for example. My leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are calculations, and, uh, you know, I don't know if you provide resources on the podcast below, yeah. but I'm happy to give. Sure, for man. For someone who wants to dive into spreadsheets, there's some, there are some equations and some calculations. <laughs> there's some I'll support groups. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. That I'll give you if 30 bucks is too much um, yeah. to, to help, you know, calculate and project based on what you charge, 
based on how many subscribers you currently have and what percentage of those cancel on a monthly basis to project how long someone is going to stick with you and therefore what their lifetime value is going to be, all based on current numbers, based on your current attrition, average subscription price. Yeah, It's really good for forecasting and making those predictions so that even if you haven't been around for a yeah. long time, you can be more savvy in your advertising what you're willing Absolutely. to spend to bring a customer in. So Yeah, and what type of customer? Because I know like our attrition rate was less than, we got it down less than 6%, which you know is really good, especially at a high ticket item. But, yeah. um, uh, but you still have attrition, guaranteed. People are moving away. We had a couple guys that are, uh, you know, got government contracts in other states and stuff, so you always have them moving away. But you realize that just a few more months of that membership is a big deal, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so, if you know where that drop-off is, by the yeah. way, Josh, if you don't know where people are falling out, there's nothing you can do. But if you know that, hey, at month nine, for some reason, at month nine, a lot of our members just start oh, I didn't canceling. Think about that. Yeah. At month seventh and eight, you start doing things that drive loyalty, drive, you know, happy experiences that are going to hopefully get them past right. that Because nobody would think, I mean, in the gym business, it's all front end. I'll give you a free massage when you sign up. Right. But what you're saying is maybe it makes more sense. Give a free massage at month seven. Yes. And, uh, and they're like, that is so incredible. They gave me a massage yeah. for no reason and at all. And a shaker all. bottle at month eight. They really yeah. care about me. I'm going to stick around for three or four yep. more months. And it's just little things like that. And, yeah. And what you want to do is you want to, you want to avoid when you sign up this is a new lesson I learned. And yeah. it's like, you don't want to, sometimes what we do when we're selling stuff, and I imagine I've sat down, I've been on the receiving end of a gym membership sure. pitch, you know. They throw everything at you. Like, you're going to get this, you're going to get this, you're going to get this, you're going to get this. I get in and I get in all those things and I'm like, meh. It was yeah. a lot of things, but it was exactly what I expected. So in the sales process, one thing that we're starting to do is we have some things that we want to give them. Instead of using those to persuade them, we've got to persuade them with the benefits of, for example, just being a member of our gym. Yeah. Whatever those natural benefits and outcomes, desired outcomes they're going to achieve is great. Let's hold some stuff back and deliver something they didn't expect. And it's in that moment that there's a wow experience. You could give this exact same things, but if you told them ahead of time you're going to give them to them, they're just like, thanks. Yeah, that's it's like flowers for your wife, right? Yeah. On her birthday, yeah. they're not a big deal. No. On a random Tuesday when she's it. bringing the kids home from soccer practice, she walks in and there's flowers in a vase. That $8 now has a very high ROI, right? <laughs> Higher than the $30 bunch of roses yeah. you got her on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, I just got my wife a bouquet. Yeah. And I got There was home. no ROI. I, I hate to say, grass was said, said, you failed. Here's what she said. She's like, I was at the store earlier today and I almost bought... I almost bought, you know, a bouquet of flowers because I want them on the table. And I said, no, Jared will, Jared will get them. You know, he'll, yeah. I'm, sh I'm pretty sure he'll get them. You know, yeah. I have historically. <laughs> and she's like, I'm so glad you did. And I'm like, I'm so glad I did because... Because now you're back at zero. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's so much better than yeah. negative. Set a reminder in your phone that, you know, four days from now when you get back after this conference for no apparent reason, buy some more flowers. You know? I'll do it. I'll do yeah. it. I'll be right back with my interview with Jared Morris after this. Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist working long hours, worrying about lower repayments and missing out on quality time with your family? You can double your income without working more hours by adding a gym to your practice. Clinic Gym Hybrid Solutions has a step-by-step -step guide that dramatically simplifies and speeds up the addition of a fitness center and its monthly recurring revenue. In just six months, you can be on your way to freedom. 
Visit clinicgymhybrid.com today for a free downloadable PDF and complimentary consultation to get you started. That's clinicgymhybrid.com. Can you give us maybe three numbers you think every service, so we're talking service business, right? Mm -hmm. Three numbers they should check and then we'll kind of wrap this up. Yeah, absolutely. LTV, so, lifetime value. Yeah, let's use lifetime which, value as one, but let me add two more. It, go three more because lifetime value is a really tough one to actually figure out for everybody. Sure. But I just, if, if, every, if we just get people thinking about LTV, they're going to be in a good place, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. So um, I'm going to start with um, what we call stage-to-stage -stage conversion. Stage to stage. Stage to stage conversion. Okay. So a lot of people talk about funnels, and for people who are newer to this concept, uh, a simple funnel would be someone fills out a form online for maybe a free report. In our um, case, a free uh, free week at our gym. Free week at your gym, yeah. Okay. And then the next step is they actually schedule a one-on-one -on -one consultation right. with someone, okay. a salesperson. And then the next step is they sign up and, you know, maybe there are three or four steps to move them from having never heard about you to now being a paying member of the gym. So real quick, sign, uh, fill out the form online, come into the gym, meet the head trainer, salesperson, maybe stage three it would be uh, actually attend a class. We want them to attend a class. Okay. And then stage four is, hey, didn't you like that? Let's now have a sales conversation, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So businesses who are doing pretty well know that from the person that clicked the ad and opted in originally to the paying member, they know what that conversion is. Right. And, and don't expect something high here for all those listeners, but yeah. if, you, if you get 100 people to click that ad, and you can get five of them to actually you're work out in your well. gym, you're crushing it. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Now, Tell if your wife to buy you flowers on the way home. <laughs> but let's say, you're, let's say you're doing three or four. Okay. Let's say you're doing three or four, and you feel like there's room for improvement. Okay. The only, the only way that you're going to know where to go in that process of they get into the gym, they meet with someone, they try it out for a week, they yep. attend a class, the only way you're going to know what lever needs cranking or fixing is to be measuring from step to step or stage to stage. Okay. So for the people who click, what percent fill out the form? Of the people that fill out the form, what percent make it into the gym? Okay. The people that make it in, how many people try it out for a week or attend right. the class? And so you can start to see, okay, we're converting at 20%. That's kind of expected. The next one is down to 10. And, but then we, of the 10% that make it, 90% of those make it to the next step. You can start to see where the bottleneck yeah. is. There's only one area, one area of your business that is really constraining the, like, that flow. Yeah, right? like our friend uh, talks about the pipes, right? Yeah. If you have a six-inch pipe going down to a three-quarter-inch pipe, back up to a six-inch pipe. Where's the... We don't need to take those six inches and make them eight inches. That's not going to do anything, right? right? That's All we not need to do is, what's limiting the right. growth. And so... So, perfect example, in our gym, we would run Facebook ads, um, maybe have a conversation, bring them in. But our sales guy, our head trainer, was a master salesman. I mean, he would close over 90% of the people that, truly that came in. Wow. So the most effective thing I could do is not say, hey, can you take it from 90% to 100%? Because that's, that's not going to happen. It's that, how, many, how can, many people can we just get in front of this guy, right? He's amazing. Yeah. So that's where we focused. And it wasn't like, hey, give him more, uh, you know, he knew his rewards and he was good at closing. But we just had to preemptively do that because there's no way to take him from 90 to 100. It's, it's uh, yeah. yeah. But that, that other step on your graph would show me, or a graphly report, there's a, there's a big, huge drop-off here. Yeah, maybe the drop-off is 
they scheduled to come in, but then they didn't make it in. Oh, interesting. So do we need to incorporate some text message reminders? Yeah. Do we need to do a phone call that morning and or actually what's the get script voice of to the voice? Person or, making the, the appointment? Yeah, you can really start to dive in. Once you know at least where the problem area is, yeah. you can start to go crank on some levers until you get that up. The interesting thing is once you get that up, that constraint is going to move somewhere else. Right. So then, you know, maybe you're yeah. not converting down the road further, right? But another way to say that in a small business is when you have that one area of focus, you don't have to worry about everything else. I don't yes. have to put resources into the, the process after he meets with everybody. That process is fine how it is. It's not causing us any issues. Don't invest a second of labor into it. Put all your labor into this other thing you because that's it. money, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, so that's stage-to-stage -stage conversion. I asked you for three numbers. Yeah. Stage-to-stage -stage conversion. Yep. All right? Uh, and breaking in, I, I tell people the yellow brick road, right? It goes yeah. from this step to this step to this step. Identify that, nail it. What's another report? Yeah. So this one goes hand-in-hand -hand with that one, and I'm, I'm not going to give you the actual report name. I'm trying to be somewhat generic, but it's, it's the time between those stages. Okay. Okay, so those exact same steps that you've outlined. Okay, they've got to they've got to do this thing online, then they've got to make it into the gym, then they've got to attend a class. Right. How long does it take to move them from step to step to step? Because what happens is if you if you're spending money actually bringing trying to bring people through the doors and and sell them memberships, let's say let's say you're investing $1000 and the whole process how long, how long would you say it takes people to turn someone into a member, just on average? From a Facebook ad or from yeah. the first time they come in? From a from, Facebook ad. If we could keep that under nine days, we knew we were doing well. Meaning okay. they came in, they worked out, they scheduled another re-up, which usually took another day or two, right? Yep. They came in, had that conversation. We actually had a signed membership thing within nine days. We were, we were good from Facebook okay. click to, yeah, I wish, I wish I we could reduce that. Oh, I was going to say, but I think that's impressive, and I bet a lot of people listening can't get someone to click on an ad and nine days later be in the gym yeah, and signed that, up. Yeah, and that was hard to do that. By right. the way, I'm not saying that was easy, but, I, but if we could keep it to that, to do that, and that was, we're in, we're in yeah. good shape. And I'm sure everybody can imagine, if I click on an ad uh, December 31st, I'm very motivated to go to a gym. Sure. If my call to uh, schedule my appointment occurs March 1st, the likelihood of me coming in is probably a lot lower than had the yeah. call happen January 3rd, yep. right? Yep. And so sometimes the reason why this report or this kind of metric you should be looking at is it's not always, conversion isn't always the issue. You could be looking at all your numbers and maybe you're part of a, a mastermind group with other, you know, chiropractic offices and other locations and, you know, you're actually converting on par and you're yeah. like, we don't know what to do. Sometimes the, the bottleneck or the issue is that it's taking you too long. So I'm going to say for this example that maybe it takes, it takes an office a month to get someone to, from a click to paying customer yeah. on average. That means that ad spend can be invested 12 times over the year. Well, if they can shore that up and do what you were doing, nine days, and we'll, maybe we'll call it 10. Let's say they, 14 because that'll cut it in half, right? Okay, yeah. So 14, 15. So now the money they, that, that, that they were investing 12 times over a year, they can invest, they get that money back, they can invest it 24 times over the year. So as yeah. far as speeding up that velocity of growth, you want to try and shorten your sales cycle as yeah. much as you can. And you know that. It sounds like yeah. something you, you drove down as much. Yeah, but tracking it uh, on a uh, spreadsheet is tough. Yeah. Because one of the issues inherently in a spreadsheet is, is everybody reporting it the same? Right, oh, the yeah. front desk person, the salesperson, me as the owner, uh, the person running the ads, is everybody reporting it the same way? No, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. tell you no. And are we remembering to do it every time? Because salespeople inherently yeah. hate spreadsheets. 
They like winning. They don't like spreadsheets, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and, a, and the bookkeeper, accountant, general manager loves spreadsheets, hates selling, yeah. right? So now you have that deconfliction. And then, is it accurate? Like, for example, we charge, <laughs> most embarrassing moment, we charged a person eight times uh, for one-on-one -on -one sessions that they never attended because they spelled their name one letter off than the actual person who was coming in. So those sales were being attributed to somebody else and luckily hitting the somebody else's credit card statement, oh. which was a great conversation to have with somebody. Hey, I know you haven't come in for a while, but we did charge you eight times for a very oh, expensive one-on-one -on -one session. That was a rough one, that yeah. That was a rough one. Um, but to that point, now we have inaccurate data, yeah. right? If yeah. this is all automated, it's inherently accurate, right? All right, so time between stages or time from, hey, I click in, I, I think I like your gym, to I'm working out, high-fiving people in the gym, Shorter might be better, right? Yeah, shorter okay. might be better. Uh, what else? What's the third one? Yeah, like, so, <clears throat> sorry, I got to clear my throat here, but, you know, to your point, by the way, we ran an ad one time, and, and I learned we stopped running ads on Friday. So we run them Friday, Saturday, Sunday to get people in for the next week. But the reason I didn't do it Fridays is I realized if somebody clicked that ad on Friday at, say, 4 p.m., you're still in that week. And when we come back in Monday, we wouldn't even call you till after 12 p.m. on Monday, so afternoon on Monday. Well, now you had, in your mind, Friday, I was still working. Saturday, I took kids to soccer. I did a bunch of stuff. Sunday, I relaxed. Monday, I come in. I start my work week. And Monday afternoon, somebody goes, hey, Jared, it's me from that gym that you clicked on a long time ago. And your response is, huh? Who are you? What? I don't remember that. It's like, yeah, yeah, you clicked on us last, you know, only 72 hours ago, but that 72 hours was transformative or in your experience, right? Yeah. So we stopped, we canned them and we started running them at 8 a.m. on Saturday so we could get that two-day response time. So anyways, that was our little experience. So, so going back, so we have identify your stages basically is a, is a, is a step you're saying. Yeah, See, that's the first step. You right. got to identify what, are your what those stages stage are. Stage-to-stage -stage conversion, you call it? Yep. Okay. Then time between those stages. Yeah. And for those, by the way, for those who, um, who actually end up signing up for Graphly or maybe already have it, uh -huh. we, the stage-to-stage -stage conversion, I was trying to keep that pretty generic to articulate you know, the, the idea, but it's, a, it's called a tag funnel. Okay. So it's a funnel report inside of ours. So you can actually see how many people entered the funnel. It spits out the, the yeah. percentages. So in your case, back to your story of your employee, when it went from clicked, interested, to phone call, to prospect, basically your funnel just fell apart. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right, cool. So um, the last one, since, since a lot of the people listening here are either are running, a, you know, have, have people paying recurring memberships. Yeah. Um, when it comes to recurring revenue, attrition's a big one. Attrition. And attrition. And it's, okay. it's an easy thing to figure out. You can oftentimes do it in your head. You don't even need a spreadsheet, but uh, you just take the number of people that canceled this month okay. divided by the total number that were active at any point during the month. So if I had, so if three, you had three people cancel. And you had 100 that were active, yep. you have a 3% attrition. Okay. Now, what's important to note, that doesn't sound like much. Um, a 5% attrition. <laughs> we're both smiling at each other because <laughs> we both we had... <laughs> Businesses with recurring revenue, and you know and three that three starts making uh, it's making you get a little wiggly, right? Yes. At five, you're at, freaking out. Yeah, because at five, what happens is over the course of a year. So at five percent, you're down to ninety-five. Five percent of ninety-five, you know, you're down to below ninety, and then yeah. it just it starts to snowball. So at five percent, it's compounding interest working against you. Against you, you actually end up losing almost half of your members yeah. within a year. 
And by the way, if you're not replenishing, the worst I'm replacing is, them, right? I'll tell you the worst in a gym is you get a 3%, but that 3%, one of those people, let's just say there's three people, one has a husband and two kids that work out in your gym. I mean, that one is like, you're sending one of those edible arrangements over to the house. <laughs> hey, we love you. Mention how much weight you lost. You look great. Are you working out? Yeah. yeah. Like, that is not a good day. So it's something that's easy to look out for and it's important to look out for because like I said before, um, you know, there are things you can do to prevent that. Sure. And so if you're aware of it, um, it's just so much easier to keep so like, the customer. So what do you guys do so just easier. out of curiosity? Like you, you want to keep your churn low, you want to yeah, keep your churn so low. We, and, and so we, we look at uh, the, that window of time when people are churning out. And we start to look at their activity, you know, because we're doing software, we can measure when people log in. Are right. they logging in and using it? If they're using it, they're likely receiving the yeah. value. If they're not getting value, they won't even log in. And it's kind of like the gym. Yeah. If you if you actually put measurements in place, like you were saying, to say, hey, they haven't been in in three months. They're still paying us. Yeah. But we're not here to receive donations. We're here to help people change their lives yeah. and if, get the if, results they desire. Yeah, we right? know if you work out less than eight times a month, which means basically... If you're not showing up twice a week consistently, if you're under eight for two months in a row, we're not gonna see your third month payment. You Meaning it. you go eight, seven, five. Hey, thanks a lot, I really liked it, but I gotta bail, Yeah. right? Yeah. So we could put a little marker on that eight thing and go, hey, we got four members who are under eight. Now that's only four phone calls, and I can even say, let me give you half off next month, or let me give you a free one-on-one training session so you, I know you have to show up for this appointment and work out, and you go, I do like this place. Great, now I just extended membership for a couple months, right? You got it. It's just so much easier to keep that customer who already said yes. Yeah. And to get them to do, I'm sure there are other things inside the gym, whether it's supplements, other things yeah. um, that you can sell them. It's a lot easier to get a, a yes out of someone who's already said yes than to spend money to go acquire a new customer. Yep. And so everyone focuses when they're building a recurring revenue business, how can I get more and more people through the door? And there's very little focus put on how can I keep these people? And it really ends up hurting yeah, in the back door if you if you don't. You know Sean Greeley. Uh, yeah, yeah, NP. Yeah, he's probably explosion. Yeah, uh, he's got to be in the top ten of all fitness gurus out there. Yeah, and he always would say retention is your third growth factor. Meaning, if you can go from three percent attrition to two percent, you're going to be richer at the end of the year. If you can yeah. go from you know five to three percent, you're doing great. You know, yeah. I mean, a Planet Fitness. I, I have a friend that owns one, or he owns three of them. Their attrition rate would make you start rocking in the fetal position, sucking your thumb right now, Jared. It's unbelievable. And the only solution is they just have to sell so much on the front end. But to your point, I think if they step back and even installed Graphly and just looked at where are we really seeing those drop-offs, because at 10 bucks a month, come on, like nobody's sweating the amount, but they might sweat it after a year, two years. So after a year, should I send, you know, send you a t-shirt or something. Yeah, it's so funny you brought up Planet Fitness. There was actually one in my area that crushed it, like seemed yeah. to just blow it up. Yeah. And that was about three years ago. Yep. They just closed the doors maybe Shh. a couple months ago. Shh. And <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. And, yeah. And and here's why. I mean, I think especially if you're talking about a market that is um, geo-based, like yeah. you've got a limited amount of people you can service. You can't just Tom say, Palmer I'll says just stick a pin in, you go can't five say miles. I'll just, you yep. can't say I'll just sell more people because you're ultimately going to burn through your market. Yeah. And then there's no one else to sell. And then you close your doors like Planet Fitness. Right. Yeah. And you would think, how could you ever close the doors when you have, I mean, they probably at one, at one point, Thousands I'm almost of, sure they had a 1,500 uh, 1, yeah. member list. Yes. You yeah. know, and you're like, oh, that's a ton of people. 
Yep, and it goes by really quick when you get really that attrition fast. up to 7%, 9%. I mean, he's had months of like 39%. Like, oh, I'll yeah, on now, just a second. I'm yeah, just kidding. Jared's convulsing. Uh, he's he's oh, about man. to vomit. Yeah. Now, if I showed you what looks like his front-end growth numbers, you're like, oh, my God, this, they're amazing. amazing. Yeah. They're selling an insane amount. I mean, you know, but when you, you know, do the net-net and then you got to pay those salespeople a ton of money to close a ton of deals, you go, oh, my God, this thing's almost unsustainable. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. so anyways, well, Jared, this has been a slice of heaven. I really appreciate it. Um, where can people go to get more information about Graphly? And you said you mentioned some, like, uh, you said you had some free spreadsheets yeah. to to kind of figure out some numbers for themselves. Yeah, so they can go to graphly.io. Uh, we do have a free light plan that gives them some basic numbers. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, you know that there's certain platforms that we work with. Right. Uh, we're always expanding that. And then I'll just sync with you, and I'll get you some resources that okay. you can include, you know, whether yeah. wherever you put And by the way, Graphly, in. for those... <laughs> uh, you're not going to win Scrabble with this one. It's kind of a made-up word, but it's G-R-A-P-H, like graph, L-Y. L-Y. Yeah, graph, L-Y. Dot io, right? Yep, you got it. All right. Cool. Well, Jared, thank you so much. People thank go you, check Josh. out. Yeah, go check out these visual reports because really I can't do it justice here uh, just over audio. So it's uh, it's pretty incredible. Um, and Jared uh, has the the dragging slaying ability because he doesn't believe what the gurus say. He only believes what the data says, right? That's right. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Jared. And on behalf of Clinic Gym Radio, this is Dr. Josh Satter. They say go out there, maximize your license, report on it, and live the life you dreamt of. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're ready to double your profit without working longer hours, please visit clinicgymhybrid.com and find out how easy it is to get started on your path to freedom. That's clinicgymhybrid.com.